WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Didn't catch all the Sunday Funday football action? Well, the Rich Keefe Show is here to tell you... What happened? This week in the NFL... All right, here we go. We don't have many of these left, Fitzy. In fact, this might be it. Four games to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Next week, only two games left. Three games, two football Sundays, one championship, and then it's over. What? Well, good news. Red Sox just around the corner, fans. All right, good night, everybody. Okay. Don't worry. We'll 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 fill the time. We we got we got plenty of stuff we can uh, we can talk about, but. Four games, uh, two Saturday and the old doubleheader, two on Sunday. Let's start with Ravens-Texans. What happened? Jackson, end zone, likely for the touchdown. So this game was close uh, at halftime. Couldn't, In fact, Fitz, it couldn't have been closer. It was 10-10. to 10, I was going like, to say, yeah, it was, uh, what, wasn't she all tied up? And the- it's all knotted up. Texans did not score an offensive touchdown, spoiler, in the whole game, but they had that nice Sims uh, punt return touchdown. Yeah. And somebody who has just turned into an absolute weapon in the absence of Lamar Jackson's previous favorite target, Isaiah Likely has been dynamite for them. He has been awesome, and uh, he was like plus 155, I believe, or 145 for an anytime touchdown, if anybody was interested in that. Local guy as well, Uh, Everett High School guy. So that's pretty cool. Did you see. know him? I don't, but there you go. Shout out Everett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Isaiah Likely. I remember. Right. See, when I was a kid, yeah. Everett was dominant in high school. Like everyone yeah, talked were. about Everett. Mm-hmm. Like Everett was a huge deal. Hmm. And this is Isaiah Likely a huge deal. So they were able to uh, pull away in the second half. That was a Lamar Jackson touchdown pass. Also had one of these. Jackson keeps Stanley in front of him. Touchdown, Lamar. So Lamar finished with 100 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns. He had 152 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, no turnovers in the game. Night and day, they they outscore the Texans 24-zip in the second half. Made it look like uh, probably what it should, right? A number one seed against a team that really should just be happy to be there. Like, what an accomplishment for the Texans to even make the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. And and then actually win a game and not just win a game. But dominate the Cleveland Browns the way that they did. I mean, they yeah. they held serve through a half against the number one seed, basically to me in the entire NFL. Bravo to them! Bright future, ahoy! Does Bobby Slowick come back for a second year with C.J. Stroud, or is he going to be the latest offensive coordinator to help a young quarterback, and then poof, he's gone? I think it's too soon. I I, th- I think he would probably benefit from a little more, yeah. a little more growth, a little more maturing. I would I wouldn't just take the jump right away after one season. Now, are you with everybody else who's like, oh, people thought Lamar Jackson's bad in the playoffs? Like now he's great. Like don't even question him now. It's like okay, like I, it's a win and it's a good game. He he played great. Don't get me wrong. Second half, Lamar Jackson was great. He accounted for four touchdowns. It's also the divisional round against the Texans. So, like, yeah. is this this is the be all end all, or like, I don't know what the what the curve we're grading on. Yeah, I mean, he was better than I think his detractors would have thought he would have played. Yeah. But again, like you said, it was against the Texans. So that's what I'm saying. So I am I'm pro Lamar Jackson. I mm-hmm. think you could win with Lamar Jackson. I know he hasn't yet. Uh, I would be thrilled to have him as my quarterback. I just. 
it was funny some of the commentary. Like I think the pro Lamar people all Saturday night and Sunday were like, "Oh yeah, remember when you thought he couldn't do it?" I'm like, "They're the number one seed. They were favored by ten points. Like yeah, this is what they were supposed to do." Yeah, so that that that's the only, uh, I guess, sort of criticism I have to that. But Lamar Jackson's the best, and here here he is post game talking about what was at, uh, what was said at halftime to inspire the turnaround. It'd be inappropriate if I said it right here. <laughs> it would, you know. Um, but yeah, we wasn't we wasn't really doing anything, you know, to, to that defense. They was playing great, um, and that, that offense was playing great as well. But we wasn't doing our job, you know, um, with our unit. In second half, we went to put points on the board, start moving the ball, moving the chains, and start looking like ourselves. Yeah, they they really did. You see the uh, John Harbaugh celebration in the locker room after the game? I, I'm good with the John Harbaugh sellies. Okay. Don't need them. Just dancing yeah. around a bit, having a nice dance. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I am good with those. And I would have loved to, though, have heard Lamar's uh, very NSFW tirade where he lit would've up the team, and then they came out and played like someone lit a fire under their ass at halftime. Would have been awesome. How about old buddy Nelson Aguilar scored his first career postseason touchdown? I didn't have that, that on. Huh? I did not have that on the old uh, Keith prop bets. That's for sure. No, and so. also nice to see uh, Boston College Eagle Don Wright Zay Flowers yes. having a day for himself as yep. well. Good player. Another guy. Another uh, sort of. A, he's already. He's been a good player for a long time. He now seems to be like an emerging personality. Is Roquan Smith? He was pretty talkative in the uh, in the post game. He's like wearing a cowboy hat and everything else. So yeah, he's a. I like I Roquan tell Smith. You, they stole man. I don't know why the Bears decided they wanted to trade for him. They basically used the pick they got for Roquan Smith to get Montez Sweat. Like, how could Roquan Smith not have been? And I know they took Tremaine Edmonds this year. I know. Uh, They took Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. But, like, how could Roquan Smith not have benefited any team in the NFL? Yeah, I don't don't get that. But... Uh, the story is the Ravens move on a uh, huge second half, so they advance to the AFC Championship game. Houston Texans, though, hell of a season. D'Amico Ryan's going to get a bunch of votes for Coach of the Year. C.J. Stroud, although P- Puka Nakua can make a hell of a case for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think fifteen hundred yards. Probably should. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't. Yeah, I'm curious how that voting's going to go because they always side with the quarterback, especially if the quarterback leads his team to the playoffs. But this is record-breaking stuff on the on Nakua's side. Yeah, 1,469 yards, and if we're being complete, I'm completely honest, like, while CJ, I know the voting is done before the end of the regular season and the postseason doesn't factor into it, Puka Nakua so far has still put on the most dominant performance by any offensive player in any of the games through wildcard and divisional weekend. Yeah, I was true. uncoverable against the Lions. It is absolutely true. So, yeah, that'll still be to, to be determined on the offensive Rookie of the year thing. All right. The next game we have is uh, 49ers and Packers. Big moment in the game. Special teams, although uh, getting phased out of the game, it can still be a major, major factor. And uh, let's go to the second half where. What happened? The over pursuit and which I mean for by. Oh, nine. Oh, and yet. Oh, and yet. Oh, and yet. And yet. And yet. And yet. And yet. And yet. And Es wird recovered von... Oh, die haben ihn aber. Was ist... Alter, schön. An der, der 16-Jahr-Linie haben sie den Ball jetzt. <lacht> I mean, who has more fun than the German announce Nobody. team? Those guys are having a Everything blast. Everything is better yeah. in German, especially in football. They're having an absolute blast. That was the crazy Packers return. 
Uh, that was like a 70, 80 yard return. Then the ball got punched out only to get recovered by the Packers. They thought a touch. Uh, wait, can we play it right up to the part where they think he's got a touchdown and then the fumble happens again? <laughs> There's the It's not recovered from. Oh, the Hamid Abbas. Was ist? Alter, die Hamid Abbas. Alter, 16 Jahre alt, die haben dir den Ball jetzt. Incredible. These guys are, um, they're awesome. They love it. They absolutely just do love it. All Championship Sunday, should just turn off the sound and sync up the German. I would, the I German would say telecast. so. So Green Bay was was hanging around, hanging around. It was a uh, seven hanging to around. six game at halftime. Game, yeah, they were they were down only a point at halftime, and then you get this big return and uh, trailing by one. They uh, then dial this up. It's love, far side throws complete, caught for the touchdown. Tucker Kraft and the pack back in front. They would uh, go for two and get it as well. And so the Green Bay Packers had themselves a 21-14 lead going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, Green Bay is going to win this thing. Look at these guys. They look like the better team all night long. Yeah, and they got only rookie and second-year wide receivers and tight ends. Mm -hmm. They got a first-year starter in Jordan Love, even though he's been in the league for four years. They're a fun team to watch, an easy team to, uh, to root for. Especially San Francisco's a uh, weird team. Like, they have probably the worst quarterback out of all the teams, but they have the best team, and they're, like, the heavy favorite. They're, like, they're 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 the wagon NFC juggernaut, even though they've never actually won anything. Nope. They're the ones that everybody thinks is, is the team. So they're kind of, like, the villain, and I think everybody's rooting for the underdog, but wasn't meant to be fourth quarter. Niners have the ball, trailing by four. This happened. McCaffrey, McCaffrey scores, 49ers in front. So that was the uh, the game winner, 24-21. Uh, San Francisco would win the game. But after that touchdown, the Green Bay Packers did have some time on the clock. And right. Jordan Love, for like the first time all season, throws a Brett Favre-like pick. They it still was had so Favre-ian, it was yeah, disgusting. It was insane. And it wasn't fourth down. It wasn't like, oh, you got to do it. And they had two timeouts. There was still some time left. So it wasn't a, I, I just got to, you know, hope for the best. Threw it across his body. It got picked off. There was, I think, two, maybe three 49ers closer to the ball than any Packer was. And the only thing I could think of was, well, one, you know, trying to be a hero in that spot and make a big play. But two, go back to, I think it was in the first half. It was like third and 15 and he ran back and just heaved it downfield and got a pass interference. Mm-hmm. And they picked up a first down, and it was a they went on to score on that drive. But really, it was just a prayer, and they got the penalty. So I don't know if he was hoping for a penalty, but this one was just he didn't give anybody on his team a chance, and he never makes these throws. Like, that's the no. one thing about him. Like, he is the opposite of Favre. And then even Rodgers, not that Rod, Rodgers never threw picks, but he would make a few more where you'd kind of, like, hold your breath because he was just so good. Whereas Jordan Love's usually like, here's the best play. I'm going to make the best play. Not not there. Yeah, his arm talent got the best of his psyche and his uh, pl- his play in-game evaluation right there, which is a damn shame, too, because he was so good against the Cowboys and so good in this game for the majority of it as well. And it's a cautionary tale, as excited as we are for the Packers in the future with that youth movement on right now in Green Bay. One, you never know when you're going to get your chance, so you have to make the most of it. And B, take the points. Like, they went for it on fourth and one earlier in the game. And they blew it on like their own version of a tush push. 
And then they settled for a field goal attempt, and Anders Carlson, who actually made Chad Ryland look like Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker this season, misses a 41-yarder, and it screwed them. Like, mm-hmm. in the end, that's absolutely what screwed them. It's too bad. Uh, and how about <laughs> the uh, – what was the quote from Matt LaFleur when he was talking about his rookie kicker? He's like, yeah, when he goes – so Anders Carlson, he's like, yeah, when he goes out there, like, I just pray – I think was the quote coming. The, well, he like the sideline reporter said it, so it wasn't. There's not like a quote of him saying it, but I'm sure she was told that. So he's like, "Yeah, I just go out there and pray." And like, "Oh my god!" Like if you're that worried about your kicker, well, so, well, where where for art thou, Mason Crosby? I know, I know the old steady, old. Ste- he's probably waiting for Rogers to come back and he'll kick for the Jets next year. Would be would be my <laughs> guess. Uh, but Debo Samuel exited this game early too. One of the reasons, maybe, why the Packers were able to uh, hang around for so long, have a lead late in the game, but no Debo Samuel. Sounds like it's going to be fifty fifty for the NFC title game, which really changes things because he's a stud. You can hand him the ball. You can throw him the ball. As good as Brandon Ayuk is, Debo Samuel is their best receiver. Well, Brandon Ayuk was an all-pro this year, and so was George Kittle, and Kittle was the biggest difference maker in the pass game, although Juwan Johnson had some big catches when he had to step in for Debo Samuel. But Debo does something. When he gets the ball going and gets his feet moving in open space, kind of like the way old Keith Byers used to. Yeah, yeah. He just like he gets he becomes like a freight train. Like you said, you can get him the ball a million different ways and he really opens up that offense. If they don't have him against the Lions. Yeah, that's I big. That's big. They, they level gotta, that playing field. Although Jawan Jennings and Jennings, not Johnson. Sorry. Jennings, yeah, yeah. And uh in Conley. Well, Conley had the one catch, but it was a big catch. Big catch. And Jennings had a few big catches in that. Yeah, Brock Party didn't look great, but ultimately didn't really have to. And uh, the 49ers move on. What? Hey, got a note from a friend who's listening yeah. right now. My buddy Mike, who uh, had a chance to meet Stiz on Friday night and says, shout out, what up? Um, he also uh, just put money down on the Rich Keefe Show three-leg parlay on FanDuel, which is great. Good. Uh, yeah. Oh, Bears is in on it. I saw you just tweeted that out. Although I'm I'm a little nervous about that because yep. I was looking at DraftKings and Kyrie Irving, it was under 26 and a half. He has him at under 25 and a half. But yeah, that's hopefully that's, at FanDuel uh, as well. Hopefully uh, that's not the difference maker. But yeah, because uh, DraftKings got him one extra point. First thing I got from him was here. I put some money on the parlay. Big Keith Show wager. Stiz better not mess this up. <laughs> yeah, that's all on my shoulders. <laughs> and then he said, too, Mason Crosby kicked for the Giants this year. He was approximately 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> big kicker. I got no problem with big kicker. Sebastian oh, Janikowski. Love, love me a big kicker. That was, was a stud. Yeah. All right, those are the Saturday games. We'll get to the Sunday games coming up. Also, your phone calls, 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Time now for Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. I'm all discombobulated here. All right, let's get you a quick trending brought to you by FindMassMoney.gov. Celtics on the road tonight in Dallas facing the Mavs. Tip-off from the American Airlines Center at 8.30. Kristaps Porzingis out with right knee inflammation. Drew Holiday, Al Horford both in. Bruins also uh, on the ice tonight hoping to make it five in a row. They are home at the Garden hosting the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Puck just dropped a few minutes ago. Patriots interviewed Rams tight end coach Nick Cayley today for their offensive coordinator position.
Kaylee have spent several years in New England in various offensive coaching roles. Tomorrow they'll sit with Zach Robinson, who's been working as an assistant to the Rams since 2019. And some NFL playoff results. The Detroit Lions beat the Bucks 31-23 in Detroit with a tragic missed field goal. The Bills lost to the Chiefs 24-27. 49ers beat the Packers 24-21 in Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens beat the Texans 24-10. Here we go, the sponsor. Trending once again brought to you by FindMassMoney.gov. Now that it's the new year, I'm sure we all want to take care of those holiday bills. You could have unclaimed money from a forgotten savings account, uncashed payroll checks, or a refund check that never got to you. Go to FindMassMoney.gov today. It's a secure website. Takes only 30 seconds to search your name. It's fast. It's easy. It's free. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. All right, rolling right along here on uh, another episode of... What happened? In the NFL, divisional round, we just gave you the Saturday games, Ravens and Texans back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, where... uh, Ravens, big second half, they move on. And then uh, hanging on was the, uh, and coming back to win, I guess, is the 49ers and Packers. That game was uh, back and forth, really competitive game. And how Classic. about the way, Rich, I, yeah. love the, I love the way that, you know, we get to slow play this and actually break the games down instead of racing through them. And what happened, like, one quick note, was there, a, and I know Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL when he's healthy, but was any back more on a mission the final third of the season than Aaron Jones? Stud. Holy smokes. Wow. But he did wild card weekend, and then he had another 100-yard game yesterday. Yeah, Aaron Jones was was nasty. That Packers team, like you said, it's hard. You never really know, right? Things Teams can be, like, trending up, and then all of a sudden something happens, and then they completely fall apart. But I would say both the Packers and the Texans, the two, quote-unquote, losers from Saturday, got to feel pretty good overall about where they're at. I mean... Two weeks before the regular season was over, you weren't sure if they were even going to be playoff teams. Then they get in the playoffs. Packers become the first team in the new format as a seven seed to beat a two seed. And then they look pretty good, and they gave the 49ers everything they could handle. So pretty good Packers I, I so would have loved, so would have loved the Packers to have won that game and then given us the Thanksgiving Day rematch Oh yeah, Pack at Lions. Ooh. Not to spoil where we went Sunday, but, man, that would have been hot. Well, speaking of the Lions, they were taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sixth year man is the second tight end. Goff looking. St. Brown. End Touchdown, Detroit. St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. And this was a deep pull. After he scored his touchdown, he did... Uh, dance, right? He did a, a TD celebration, kind of like contorting his body around. It was no ordinary TD celebration. No, it wasn't. It was a deep pull. Baker Mayfield, my guy, did the same dance at, what was that? Like a rookie camp back in 2018? I think it was Brown's Camp 2019 <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> He and it's did. such a weird dance, too. But it was... It, it was, was it from Hard Knocks ba- or something? It was uniquely Baker Mayfield. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it was. Did, was it on Hard Knocks? I forget. I saw it making the rounds, but he did this dance at some camp, and it was like he was kind of like joking around. It was like off the field, and Amon Ross St. Brown had that stored in his brain, and when he scored a touchdown, 
to put the team up two scores, 31-17. He decided to do the Baker Mayfield. like, okay, fine. Yeah, but I Baker mean, Mayfield. What, what did Baker Mayfield ever do to him? I don't That's think what it, I'm saying. Is it shots or is it homage? Uh, no, it's shots, but, like, I don't really know to what end. I guess maybe it's the, the rivalry we never knew existed. QB beef. I guess. I like it. Cube, we call it QB. But Baker Mayfield then gets the ball, drives all the way down the field for this bad boy. On second down. Mayfield ends up. Evans caught it. Touchdown, Mike Evans. The game stands alive. It certainly did. So let's. This has been the big talking point from Lions Bucks today. You have people fight, fist fighting over this thing. So with uh, four thirty-seven to go in the game, the Buccaneers score a touchdown, and the score is now thirty-one to twenty-three, Detroit. Oh, another way of looking at it: Lions are up by eight. Extra point is pending. Do you? Nick Fitzy Stevens, mm-hmm. kick the extra point to make it a seven-point game, or do you go for two to make it a six-point game, and then if you were able to get a stop and the ball back, I guess the thought process is you go down, score, kick a field goal, or uh, kick an extra point, you win the game, or if you don't, you then have to go for two again. But what is your whole take on uh, going for two there? Is my kicker injured, or has he previously hmm. missed, uh, if not multiple hmm. extra points? Hmm. Yes. Uh, if he's not, then I don't know what in the holy hell mm-hmm. Todd Bowles was thinking. Because he does this, he leaves a timeout on the board later. And like it was a curiously coached game from a coach a lot of people have said has some very curious ways <laughs> about it. Yeah, so I don't. I don't like this one, and this is you're getting a lot of the analytic people kind of like spouting out and be like, "Oh, the game's changing. You're a moron." It's like, well, hold on a second. Why am I giving up points in that spot? I'm actually maybe I'm too old school. I almost never go for two, and I would never go for two until the fourth quarter because I feel like it's always points. And everyone's like, "Well, this will make it down by. Uh, you're only down by six. So yeah, but if you miss, and then if the other team goes down and then just kicks a field goal, like now suddenly it's a two-point game. Like there's all these different parts of the thing, and it's like I know it can be based on the game and your opponent's offense and things like that. There's a difference to me, too, between maybe the way the game's going, right? Say you're giving up touchdowns every single time, and you finally get the ball and you finally score, and it's either kick a field, kick an extra point and go to overtime where you're probably going to lose – or go for two and try to win there. That's like Did a, he try a, to out Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell? Yeah, because Dan Campbell loves to go for two. Yeah. It, it just felt really, really odd to me. I didn't think it was necessary. Now, it didn't actually matter because what happened was Tampa Bay did force a punt. They got uh-huh. the ball back in the hands of Baker Mayfield in the offense. They had a long field to go down by eight, to, uh, just under two minutes to go. They had the ball in their own 10. Second play from scrimmage, Baker Mayfield throws a pick. But still, this one, you you, know, you go on Twitter, people are really fighting on this one. Like, that was absolutely the right call. And, like, uh, of course you go for two there. I'm like, no. Kick the point. And I, uh, Shime, the extra point. Shime asked Gerard Mayo about it this morning. And Mayo, he kind of, like, he doesn't want to completely poo-poo uh, analytics. I think he will use analytics. But he also says you want analytics to sort of back up your gut in that kind of yes. thing, like vice versa. Yes. But he did say, like, don't give up points, which to me means he would have kicked the point. He would have kicked the extra point. I, I, I just, this is what's worked for hundreds of years. <laughs> this is like for millions of football oh. games. Why would you outthink yourself? 
Make the extra point. It's curious. Hopefully, ta- like it. I don't. Honest to God, I really don't. I don't. I don't get it at all whatsoever. Although, how exciting would it have been if they were able to drive down the field, score a touchdown, and now they have to go for two just to tie it? But then, bizarre twist. He kicks the point, and they lose by one. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield was, played pretty coaching. Baker Mayfield, uh, he had two picks in the game. One of them hit Mike Evans in the hands. The last one wasn't great, but he 349, three touchdowns. Mike Evans, eight for 147 and a score. So Baker Mayfield bet on himself this year, signing a one-year deal, and he will uh, certainly make some coin. I heard Rich proposed today by Boomer Esiason mm-hmm. um, on our sister station W Fan, if you will, in New York City. Perhaps something along the lines of like a three-year, a Daniel Jones-ish type of deal. Three years, $120 million with $60 million guaranteed. So you have him locked in at a near top QB rate <laughs> next year. And that way a lot, you can either see if Kyle Trask will develop behind him or you draft somebody else and give him a couple years. But you don't let him just get out of the house for any, for any reason. No, he was good. And and he could be good. great this year. Yeah. Thank God that Belichick didn't trade Mac Jones and <laughs> sign Baker Mayfield. He's, no way. He's 28, Mayfield. So if he's like these other quarterbacks, you could still get 10 years out of him, you know, like or whatever. Like he's, He can play for a while. Meanwhile, the, uh, the Lions... Uh, uh-huh. First time since 1991, they will be in the NFC Championship game. And uh, Jared Goff had a couple of touchdown passes, including that one to Amon Ross St. Brown. Also, had the first one of the game to Josh Reynolds. Sam Laporta has got to be one of the three best tight ends in football. And then Jameer Gibbs, uh, one of the more electric players. We were on draft night uh, when he got picked, what was it, 12th overall? And we we're like, really? Like, nice player, but 12th yeah. overall? Well, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty, yeah. uh, pretty I, well. Jim, listen, here's here's exactly why. For everyone who got all fired up today when Gerard Mayo was like, we're going to burn some cash. Like, okay, cool. Pump the brakes and actually just nail a couple drafts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because the Detroit Lions made some nice free agency moves for sure. David Montgomery, great move. Yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from yeah. Philadelphia, excellent grab. However, all of the play and you, like the picks that they got in return uh, by taking on golf salary and then actually turning golf into something useful. Yeah, they have turned into the likes of Jameer Gibbs and Aiden Hutchinson and Sam Laporta. Like, and they crushed the Penny Sewell pick. Like, there are all these first and second round picks that they've made in the last couple of years that they nailed that are absolutely. Drive at the driving forces behind this team right now. Good text from the 603 going back to our analytics on when you go for two or not. He goes, here's some analytics for you. When you have Chad Ryland as your kicker, you always go for two. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Dan Campbell has now never in a million years, I think Dan Campbell would be in the uh, one game away from the Super Bowl. After his stint with the Miami Dolphins, we we're like, who is this character? Sounds like your problem, bro. <laughs> no, it really does. He's at yeah. the but he is the right coach for I this team. Him. He was the perfect guy to replace Matt Patricia. He has turned them around. They're all buying into him. And uh, I don't know how you can't love this. Here's Dan Campbell in the postgame talking about both the team and the city. I think it's important, right? I mean, you can't. I don't know if it's, you know, it's not the first thing you think of if you go to L.A. or just in general, right? You got the sun. You got the beach. You got plenty of other things going on in here, man. And it's harsh winters, right? Auto industry, blue collar, um, things aren't always easy. Um, and I just think that's, you know, that's what we're about. And that, that was 
you know, you want something the city can be proud of. Though You can look at those guys and say, man, I can back that guy. I can back that team. You know, I can resonate with those group of guys. Um, you know, they're kind of salty. You know, they, they don't quit. They play hard. Um, and so I, I feel like we've done that. And I think these guys, you know, they have a kinship with this city and this area. And they love it, man. I mean, the dude could... is not from there, but I got to no. tell you, there is no... There is no coach who just embodies, emulates, and just completely embraces the spirit of being put down and looked down upon and fighting your way back up to the top like Detroit has, like Dan Camp. Like, it is a match made in heaven. Like, those speeches from Hard Knocks, like, I'll live and die for the If you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, the best. He and a, is the best. In a funny way, too, uh, Jared Goff is kind of the perfect quarterback, too, for him and for the turn. Like, he doesn't scream Detroit. He does. I mean, he's a Cali guy, right? He's like a – he looks more like a surfer dude. But he was the number one overall pick in the draft that a team gave up on and was like, mm-hmm. you're not good enough. So for Campbell's whole thing and to sort of, like, turn that whole franchise around, Goff was the guy that was supposed to be the answer for the Rams – they were like, nah, we can do better. And then in a bizarre twist, it's because they took the guy from Detroit and was able to turn it around. So, yeah, wow. the whole thing seems to be a perfect match for the Lions, although they mm-hmm. do open up as pretty big underdogs. How big? Against the 49ers. I saw earlier seven and a half. I know. I'm like, do I need to jump in on that now before mm. it moves? My, I might now I'm seeing seven. So I use the old teaser toggle and I see if I can push it yeah. up a little bit and maybe lay a little extra lumber because I'm looking at seven right now. Seven. Okay. At least that's where I'm looking. You can uh, bounce around, shop it, as they say, and maybe you'll get something else. So there was the uh, the Lions' uh, impressive win as they beat the Buccaneers. Again, Todd Bowles going for, for two. Some love it. Most, uh, not so much. All right. Last game. Fittingly, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. What happened? Going to go to Kelsey. Got blockers out there. Trying to find an opening and a pylon. And they say touchdown. Wow, touchdown. What an incredible individual effort by Kelsey. It's a screen. Not much room there. Yeah, that was the one that got reviewed. It was Kelsey's second touchdown of the game where he was diving right towards the pylon. They stopped. They looked at it a million different angles. Definitely was the uh, the right call. He was in there, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have the Buffalo Bills number. So 27-24, let's, speed, let's, let's jump you to the end of this game. 27-24, Tyler Bass, the kicker for the Buffalo Bills, has uh. a chance to tie the game late in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. And now here's Bass. We talked to Sean McDermott after his one-for-three performance last week. He has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. Yeah, missed it. Missed it wide to the right for Tyler Bass. And the plays, like the 65-yard pass, perfectly thrown into the arms of Steph Diggs that he drops to not put Buffalo in scoring position. The seam route that Gabe Davis caught a couple years ago in the famous 13 seconds game, this time short because it's not Gabe Davis. Josh Allen backfoots it. So many opportunities to put this game away on what looked like a game-winning drive. They settle for the kick, and then their kicker forgets to account for the fact 
that there's a left to right wind. Bit I mean, a, guy, you wind. got one job. <laughs> yeah, you're the kicker. He felt bad afterwards. I think he's deleted his social accounts. It's not gone great for Tyler Bass. But let me tell you a little something first. They weren't going to win that game, even if he made the kick. Not happening. The Kansas City no. Chiefs were going to score again, probably in regulation, if not in overtime. I, I had full confidence at that point that Mahomes and Kelsey were going to cook something up. Kelsey had been so quiet for like a 10-week stretch. He had uh, two touchdowns in this game, a bunch of yards. Not that Mahomes lit the world on fire, but Pacheco was running hard. And I think in those moments, they probably just resort back to how the last few meetings have gone. I think even if Bass makes the field goal, the Chiefs win the game. Yeah, probably. You probably. I mean, yeah, you saw I, how I well say, definitely the way that they got that quick first down to ice the game was mostly just probably be, due to how deflated Buffalo was afterwards. Yeah, I know, but I just the the Chiefs scored in uh, in every quarter. I feel like they they would have Mahomes with the ball late in the game. I think would have been all right, and and he didn't even need a touchdown at that point. He could have just gone down the field. They have a they have a better kicker, and maybe could have yeah. uh, gotten it done. And Butker, yeah. I know what you're also probably asking driving around. You're like, yeah, that was great listening to Nance and Romo. But what did the Tyler Bass miss sound like in Korean? There you have it. That's what it sounded like. On, was that Korean TV, Korean radio? Not sure. But either way, that's what it sounded like there. So Chiefs move on. Uh, Count them up. That is six consecutive AFC championship appearances now. Holy smoke! For the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Right before our eyes. That's <laughs> all <laughs> 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 they're looking for there. Their, That's uh, my intro. When so whenever you say and uh, joining us as always, yeah. Nick Fitzy Stevens. I want that played. Oh! <laughs> Our studio audience fired up for a Fitzy Monday or a Fitzy Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, but six straight, and they're oh. trying to make their fourth uh, Super Bowl appearance in that and time. Buffalo, oh, Buffalo's. So fit. Yeah, it's can't nice. beat the Chiefs. Can't get out of the divisional round. Can't do it. And Rich, I want to know where you stand on this. I understand, you know, it may be more Brady Roethlisberger or Brady Rivers, but people are calling Mahomes versus Allen. Allen, the new Brady Manning. To which I'd say, like, all right, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. But maybe early at one on. point, yeah. Brady did have, you know, have the hammer over Manning, and then eventually Manning broke through, and then the playing field in the postseason between yeah. two great quarterback rivals got leveled. So Yeah, maybe the first five years or so, I guess yeah. it's closer to that. Although mm -hmm. Josh Allen hasn't won MVPs yet like Peyton Manning had. Right? Like Tom Brady had, had early on had all the team success. Peyton Manning had all the individual success. But right now Mahomes is kind of hogging both. Mahomes yeah. is the Mahomes is the Brady and the Manning in this case. But it is like a big game every time those two teams meet. And if you look at his run, Mahomes has three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, and then the two times he lost in the conference championship, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. So not bad. He's not losing yeah. the slaps along the way. Not bad. 0-2 against Brady, and he's lost. Yeah. And he's 1-1 one one against Burrow. Also, uh, what really stole the show on uh, Sunday night in this game was Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, 
in the uh, luxury suite with Taylor Swift, sans top. Kind of uh, pressing them up against the wall. Can I? Can I be honest? Go ahead. I don't know if you guys are gonna. You can be honest. You know, I, I don't. You you might Stiz, disagree. Stiz, with, no, hey, Stiz, Stiz. No, don't worry. No one's listening. You might disagree. <laughs> honestly, guys, I was pissed. I found Why? it was so annoying. What? You were mad at so Jason Kelsey? annoying. They keep wow. flashing to this person well, on my television screen. Right back at you. I'm just trying to watch the football game. Oh, here we go. Now he's steaming about Jason Kelsey. I thought it was delightful. Yeah, that's a guy supporting his brother. And then you see he plucked a girl out of the stands to go right up and meet Taylor Swift. That's pretty mm-hmm. nice. That made that girl's day, I would imagine, because the Bills certainly didn't. He's he's waltzing about the Bills Mafia tailgates before, spreading amnesty you know, from the Kelsey family. He's doing shots out of the bowling ball at the famous Pinto Ron tailgate. See, like, I like him. I'm a he, fan. Like, had like 27 Labats during, <laughs> he sure did. before and during the game, whatever, see, I can it, relate. It, instead of heckling him, I, I heard one of the, like when he was in the stands like drinking beers, one of the Bills Mafia guys was like, hey, Kelsey, come play for us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the guy's great. I yeah, thought it was good. I thought that was, no, sort of, I thought that that was, was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was joking about the Taylor Swift people. Oh, you know what I mean? I gotcha. I think he, the, the nice thing is last night, Jason Kelsey became such a vibe. He almost kind of like, move over, Sizzleine. Yeah. Now there's a hairy man with giant muscles that, whose daughter texted him during the game and said, Dad, your boobs are showing. Yeah, exactly. Picked the girl up to see Taylor. Awesome. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. No, that was good. That was but that cool. is funny. I would like the the Swifties are probably like, this guy's in every shot now. Well, so no, it's, it's like, all I the, can't it's, please anybody. Well, it's all the guys that were, I'm so sick of Taylor Swift. This yeah, is I so crazy. I don't get that because they always show crowd shots so would you rather them see some walrus that's a bills fan or do you loved, want to see taylor swift i love seeing eminem and yeah like, right I'll i feel see- like i got cool new moments of one of my favorite artists eminem so if you're a taylor which i don't know maybe and, and who's our new favorite detroit lions fan uh jeff daniels no your boy oh tim I, robinson oh he's not yeah. new i mean he's a, well, i mean he just has like to show the detroiters for god's sakes well i uh, right no i know but like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been getting a lot of love and they're by the using way, him a lot now on uh, yeah because like he his comedy is so, now that best. i put do all the math his comedy is so detroit it's just perfect it's so good that show got slept on when it was first out you can get it now i think maybe paramount plus it was a comedy central show ran for a couple of seasons it's him oh, and sam detroiters. richardson that's right and it's unbelievable uh, I think you should leave is, you know, a bunch of different characters and like the highs are higher, but Detroiters is really, really funny. So yeah, you're going to see more of him probably this week with uh, Detroit because the, the Lions Twitter and Instagram social media guy uses a bunch of his stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll post those guys. They've been at games and everything else. Yeah. You find out this is the time of year you find out what celebrities are from which cities. Because they, they they come out of the woodwork for uh, yeah it's 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 an absolute blast. I think I don't Bob know if San Seger... Francisco is going to pull anyone out, oh, pull yeah. anyone out of the woodworks. Like oh here's the um, oh here's a uh, Robert Mondavi from Mondavi <laughs> Family Vineyards. I think it was was it Bob Seeger and Jeff Daniels were seen together on the field prior to the Lions game. I guess they're both Lions fans. Did you watch the Barry Sanders documentary on Prime? I have not yet. So Eminem's a big part of it, and so is Jeff Daniels, which I didn't realize is a big Lions fan. Detroit Take guy. my money. Yep. It's it's free. It's free on Prime. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, For yeah, once. Yeah. All right, you know what we're going to do? Yeah. We got uh, the Taylor or the Tyler Bass miss, as well as just Bills fans suffering, is going to lead us nicely into uh, the newest Boom Roasted coming up next year on WEEI. 
If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. I think it's time for a boom roasted following the Tyler Bass missed field goal that combined with the suffering of the Buffalo Bills fans kind of uh, paves our way nicely to a boom roasted. Let's start with a, uh, a series of tweets. Now, a lot of people were retweeting this old one. Fitzy from former president Donald Trump back in 2014. He tweeted this. Even though I refused to pay a ridiculous price for the Buffalo Bills, I would have produced a winner. Now that won't happen. Well, I'm roasted. And that tweet is almost 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. I believe this one has an audio cue. This sure is does. from um, a savage Twitter account, at the Ghetto Gronk. Andy Reid, after eliminating the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott. We have caught and compromised to a permanent end. Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> that was Boom, that, that whole thing was still so ridiculous that that happened and it, i got kind of it quieted down because the bills won on a winning streak after that mm-hmm. but when you found out that what mcdermott used for uh motivation is certainly an odd one uh, uh this one's a curious yeah. choice to say the least yeah. here's one from uh, at jason underscore otc he sums it up devastating loss for the bills who are about as all in as a team could be, they will be about $49 million over the salary cap next year and likely going to have to keep pushing salary with the same team again. Boom. Roasted. Smoked him. Uh, at Dogmorn23 follows up with an audio cue. Says, the Bills are going to end the Chiefs season on Sunday night. And the Chiefs said, you shouldn't have been talking Boom! Roasted. No Cat Williams there. I guess. Classic. Why not? All right. This one comes in from at Captain of Art. Me to every Bills fan I see. Yes. Yes. Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. Boom! Roasted. <laughs> Why is that clip never good? It's the best. Uh, this one from at. Who Chi Daddy 27, because the first 26 were taken. Uh-huh. The Buffalo Bills franchise, year after year. So you might not be able to tell what that is, but that is uh, the sound of Skip Bayless doing like a choking sound. <laughs> Can we hear that one more time? <laughs> that, is, that is Skip Bayless and... No, 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 no. And then Shannon Sharp just... I'm not agreeing with whatever <laughs> they this hated thing was, each other right? so much. They did. Oh, they Almost did. as much as I love that clip. It's pretty good. All right, at King Josiah fifty four, who's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He, I feel like, has been on a bunch of boom roasteds. Bills fans watching another field goal go wide right. No. What? The f- yo, God damn! God damn! Boom. Roasted. Sounds about right. And finally, at FFB underscore Victoria. Life of a Bills fan. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Roasted. I can't do this anymore. 
Thank you, Rick Morty. and Morty never yeah. hurt you. Nope. <laughs> a little Rick and Morty in there. Yeah, that was uh, it was a rough go. And you wonder, you know, are the Bills going to be able to bounce back again after this? They just keep falling short. They can't break through against the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a weird season for the Bills too because they were at, they were six and six at one point, and you're like, they're not even going to get to the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Then they got their stuff together for a little bit, got to the divisional round, played a close game. I mean, hell, they were right there, but nope, fall short once again to the you Chiefs. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just play the whole like yeah, but the defense was so injured, bro. Like there's no way they could. Nope, they had plenty of chances to win that game. They even caught. Uh, first of all, they benefited from Nicole Hardman making that stupid play to try to do what every coach teaches you not to do: don't ever lunge and reach the ball towards the pylon because that'll allow it to be stripped much easier. It goes back to the end zone. I hate that rule, whatever. Right. So they benefit from Nicole Hardman's brain fart there, trying to get greedy. And then also, maybe the worst fake punt call Oof. I've seen since Patrick Chung tried one <laughs> yeah, in January yeah. 2011 against the Jets, which yeah. helped the Jets beat the Pats in that divisional round shocker. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. All right, two hours down, two hours to go. Uh, I want to... Get to this, too, coming up. Do you think Sean McDermott is safe with everything that just happened here with the Bills? Uh, We do have breaking news as it relates to an NFL head coaching vacancy being filled around the league. So we'll tell you about that one and what is going on with Bill Belichick. Does he have any jobs available? So all that, your phone calls as well. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI.